0: family business is people, and one of the things that Jesus taught is that even when we give a cup of cold water in his name, he takes note of those things. So the things that you do out of a heart of love and compassion, the way that you influence other people with the love of Christ that's in you, God takes note of all those things. And so sometimes uh, we're we're going actually to Clio in about three weeks, and our women's group has been invited to go there and and do a conference at a church in Clio, and we're very excited about that. So God is, is opening doors, and we're going out. But one of the workshops that's going to be happening, and Nicole is doing it, is the big, small things. You know, sometimes the things that we do that seem small are big in God's eyes. So you might be looking around thinking, well, I can't get up and preach on Sunday morning, or I can't do what somebody else does. But you can do what God has called you to do. And what you do is big in God's sight. So praise God. Well, it's my privilege again this morning to speak for the second week on the Holy Spirit. Last week I spoke on the Holy Spirit and you. This week I'm going to be speaking on the Holy Spirit and you, part B, the second part of that same message. Last week I actually... Diverted from my notes quite significantly and felt like the Lord kind of took a lot of the message in a bit of a different direction. I ended up sharing a lot of my testimony. And you know, I never set out intending to share my testimony, it's not something I wish to do frequently, but it's something I'm willing to do if God moves me in that direction. And it feels like there will be a Sunday, all of a sudden, where I'll be speaking and teaching. And I'll, I'll have prepared a message. And all of a sudden, as I start speaking, God just takes me off in a different direction. And it's one of those moments where I'm like, really? Do you really want me to go there again? You know, I, a lot of these people have heard my testimony multiple times, Lord. But I know when that happens, that there's someone here that God has drawn on that morning... Who needs to hear about the life-giving power of the Holy Spirit to change lives and about the mercy of Jesus Christ and what he provided on the cross. And so after the service yesterday, I was kind of thinking and, or last week, excuse me, I was thinking and pondering about that. I felt like I wanted to share a little bit with you. I'm just prefacing my message just as like a preamble to my message, I guess you might say. Because I want to remind all of us that there is a spiritual realm that we don't see with our natural eyes, but it is very, very real. That spiritual realm is actually more real than the things that are tangible that we can feel and smell and taste and experience in the natural realm. It's very, very real. So when we gather together on any Sunday, the Holy Spirit has been working all throughout the week Doing many, many things. And when we come together, people are coming from all different walks of life, all different places spiritually, struggling with different things. We all have our, you know, our different things that happen during the week. So when we come together, you aren't just coming to sit here with the hope that you're going to have an entertaining message, you are a part of an incredible plan that God has laid out for a Sunday morning gathering of his people coming together. And so if there's a message that happens and you think, I've heard her tell that testimony a few times before. I'm just going to zone out right now. Maybe I'm going to take out my phone and check my Facebook messages or oh, there's a game I like on here. Maybe she'll just think I'm looking at Scripture, looking at the Scripture, but, you know, I'm just zoning out, or I'm thinking about what I want to do when we leave here, and I'm just, I'm, like, going to be, um, I'm in a different place. Well, I want to challenge you to recognize and realize that we are here together as the body of Christ, and every one of your presence your presence is significant. You can be praying. You can be interceding. When you see Gary or I or whoever speaking launch out in a direction like that, that is a tip right there, that there is someone that needs to hear that kind of message. And you know what? There's a spiritual battle that's going on because when we gather together, not only is the Holy Spirit present, and he is. He is. But there is also angelic beings here. Did you know that angels gather? When God's people come together, there are angels In this place, you just can't see them, but when we worship and praise God on a Sunday morning, our voices and our praise are joining with the songs of heaven, but there's also angels in here that are gathered with us. They come with us because we have angels assigned to us. They come in this place with us, and they are worshiping God more exuberantly than we are but our praises are joining with their praises. And also, there is a demonic realm that is trying to confuse people and cause people to be panicked and fearful to come into this church. Do you know that if God draws someone into this building who's never been here before, who's maybe walking in a place of um, darkness and confusion, that it's very scary to come into this kind of a gathering. It's very scary. Our job is to create an atmosphere where they feel welcomed, where we recognize and reach out to them in love, not making them feel uncomfortable and overwhelming them by our, you know, aggressiveness or something like that, but to pray, God, whoever you've got here this morning, we pray that their hearts would be touched by the reality of your presence. So I want to invite you to partner more, I guess I would say more, consciously, more intentionally with what's happening here on Sunday morning. And uh, and in addition to that, the Holy Spirit is in you. He's in you. He's in you, and when you come together, and if you come with a heart of expectation and faith and praying ahead of time and saying, God, pour out the power of your Holy Spirit in this place today, I ask you to touch people, I ask for your anointing on whoever's preaching and teaching, and we come in and we join our faith together, you know what happens? It creates an atmosphere of faith where the Holy Spirit feels welcomed Because it says in scripture that in Psalm 133 that where brethren dwell together in unity, that's where God commands his blessing. And it talks about how the anointing of God comes down upon that kind of a gathering and so when we come together and we all come expecting with our hearts stirred up, knowing that this is a divine appointment, that these couple hours that we spend together are pivotal for eternity, that it can make a difference for someone for eternity, when you come with that kind of an expectation, that kind of an intentional, purposeful presence, not just sitting here to warm a seat, not just sitting here to fulfill an obligation that you feel but coming because you are a part of the body of Christ and your presence here is important and you make a difference and you bring faith and you bring expectation, people, I'm telling you, the kingdom of God will be released in a powerful way. And so I believe God wants to exhort us as a body to be aware, to be expectant, to be filled with faith, to be a people who are purposeful and a people who come together and know that this gathering is so significant, more than we can ever guess. So be on high alert and be available to God because he's put gifts within you and his Holy Spirit wants to work through you to give words of encouragement to smile at people, to let them know that they are significant. The worst thing, I think, that can happen in a body, in a church, is that someone can walk in on a Sunday morning after the Holy Spirit has drawn them there and nobody speaks to them. And they feel like nobody cared. Now, I know that that does not happen here because we have heard over and over from people that this is a very loving church family. But I believe that we can always come into a greater place of walking in the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So I just had to share that little preface to my message with you because I felt it burning in my heart all week. And I believe it was a word from God for us as a body. Because I think that when God finds a body like that, he knows that he can trust that body of people. And he knows that it's a safe place to bring people who need to be loved and who need to be cared about and who need to hear the message of hope. Let's be that body. Let's be that kind of a body in this community. Can we say amen? amen? Amen. Okay, thank you. So, my message is called The Holy Spirit and You, and it's the second part. And last week, as I said, the Lord kind of modified what I had thought I was speaking on, but that's okay because, as I said, I don't always wish to share my testimony, but I'm always willing, and I pray that every one of you will always be willing to give an answer for the hope that is within you, wherever you are. When God begins to move on you to share your story, do it, because your story can make a difference in someone else's life. I'm going to start by reading about the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 3, the Gospel of John, verse 8, Jesus is talking to Nicodemus And he already talked to him about how we all must be born again, that we can't even see the kingdom of God unless we're born of the Spirit. And he says you can't enter into it, you can't even see the kingdom of God if you are not born of the Spirit. Because we're born in the natural, we're born in the flesh, we've all been born, you've all had a mother, you were born in the natural. But there is a Spirit component to every person and in order for us to enter into the kingdom of god and even begin to see it we have to be born of the spirit and that only happens through receiving jesus christ as our savior and i want to declare that in case anyone has any questions about that the entrance into god's kingdom only comes through jesus christ he is the door it's not mohammed it's not buddha it's not your good works It's not anything else. It's through Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can come to the Father except through him. So if you're here today and you don't know for certain that you have given your life to Jesus Christ and you're like I was back in my early days when I was in my early 20s and I was confused and mixed up. And finally I came to that place where I gave my life to Jesus Christ, and the light went on in my being, and I began to see things that I was blinded to before. I began to see into the kingdom of God. So that's where it all begins, and that's the the well-known passage of Scripture, for God so loved the world, in verse 16, that he gave us one and only Son, that whosoever believes in him would not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. I'm just going to keep reading here because I think it's important. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light, because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives in the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. So God is light. And when he comes into our life, he brings light. And you know what? He's continually working to push out the darkness in your life, He's continually working to get stuff out of your life that doesn't belong there. How many of you have felt the cleansing power of God working in your life, saying, "Okay, this has got to go. This is not acceptable. It's time for this to get pushed out." That's the Holy Spirit at work. That's the Holy Spirit. Don't quench Him. Don't resist Him. Let Him do His good work in your heart. So here in John eight, or excuse me, John verse three, verse eight, we have a description of. The Holy Spirit, and Jesus is the one giving this description. He says, the wind blows wherever it pleases, and you hear its sound. But you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. And so it is with everyone born of the Spirit. So he's giving us a clue. He's giving us a little insight into how the Holy Spirit works. How many of you have ever looked outside on a windy day and seen the effects of the wind blowing? You know, just, you can see the branches and the trees just blowing and being tossed, and you see leaves being blown all over and dust being stirred up. That's the wind, but how many of you have ever actually seen the wind itself, the force of the wind? You can see the effects of it, but can we see the wind? The wind is not visible to us, but it's a powerful force. And God is saying through Jesus here, Jesus is saying that this is how the Holy Spirit works. You can't see Him but you can see his effects, and you can feel his effects, but he is invisible, but he is powerful, and he is mighty. So you cannot see him, but he will blow wherever he pleases. The Holy Spirit can go wherever he wishes, and he does. He's unstoppable, he's all-powerful, and he is mighty. And at this time, we're going to watch a clip. And if I could have someone just dim all the lights, I'd like us to be able to have it a little bit as dark as possible in here so that we can actually get um, the full benefit of this clip. It's a five-minute clip. It's called How Big Is God? And I don't normally show this long of a clip, but I um, felt like the impact of it was really significant. And I want you to let it really impact you as you watch it. Let it spark you to understand the vastness of the God that we serve. And then we will talk more when the clip is done. Okay?